Are you drinking white wine? Bra- br- yeah. Um, How classy. I am fucking, if I'm anything, Steve, it's classy. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. Hey, hey, hey. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the babulative barman. So, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone been up to, Brett? Me first. Interesting chain. Uh, interesting turning of the tables. Um, I spent last week dealing with four grown grown children, <laughs> riding go karts, and just doing all kinds of dumb shit in the shop. Uh, there was a lot of looking at old equipment and tools, and then they all left to go to a blacksmithing event. Uh, I hung back and worked on a project that will hopefully be up a few days after this recording goes out, but I made a tiny double German horn, German double horn anvil with the help of our, our dearest boy, Chris Cash. Um, it is a delightful little piece of steel, and I'm well proud of it. So I can't wait to get to the editing process because we did a couple of silly things while we were forging. And now all I want to do is make anvils. I love the process <laughs> of it. Like, Steve, I've never actually seen how an anvil gets made, or I've never looked up the forging process and how you get the shapes that you do. Yeah. But Chris knew it for the most part like he goes i'm pretty sure this is how it's done and so we just jumped back and forth shaping everything and ended up with a lumpy piece of silliness uh after a late night forging session and then i spent the next day and a half cleaning and then working on the anvil back and forth between the hardening processes and stuff i was i was cleaning the barn because it was well out of sorts but yeah, we're getting back into the groove. I've been welding all day today. It's very hot. It is very hot. But it feels good. It feels good to be back in the swing of things, as it were. Hammer pun. Nice. What? <laughs> that was a hammer pun. Oh, yeah. There was the turning tables pun about Barman at the start that you totally missed, Steve. And then he threw in the hammer one at the end, just for you. Ah. Oh, Did well... you forget that that was my intro? Or were you ready for it? Uh, I realised a split second before you did it. I was like, fuck, I forgot about this. Uh, Yes, so well done. So, what have you been up to, Al? Me? Other than introducing yourself. Um, Yeah, working on my intro game. Getting that that toy. (laughs) Um, uh, It was my mother's 70th birthday at the weekend. um, Which happens, people get old. But um, it was nice because uh, my sister, who lives in New Zealand with her two kids, uh, is over for the month. So it was the first time I met one of my nephews, which is really nice. And the other one, who's now six, I met like five years ago when he was like less than one. So there was no no conversation or anything. And the other one I've never met. Um, So that was fantastic to meet this like six-year-old, like basically fucking adult and just like going fishing with him and stuff. (laughs) And the last time I saw him, I I was carrying him in like a a little fucking rucksack. Mm. Um, so it was fantastic. But the the weirdest thing is, so obviously my sister's Northern, like I am. Um, and she's married to a Dutch man. 
which is just a weird coincidence, obviously, yeah. in the Netherlands. But oh. her kids are fucking Kiwis. <laughs> so just having the conversation with these like Kiwi kids who also speak Dutch. So like one of them's six and one of them's three, and they both speak <laughs> two fucking languages. I'm like, this is so confusing. Wow. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> you're meant to be English. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. So, but for four mothers for a birthday. Um, so ten years ago on her sixtieth, I, um, she's got a huge family. So my my mum's got eleven brothers and sisters. Fucking hell. Yeah, Catholics. Um, um, yeah. And <laughs> every sperm is sacred. <laughs> um, so last for sixtieth, I got like a whole like full sirloin of beef and roasted yeah. it, and basically had like we had fifty people in her house, which is too many people for their tiny little cottage. <laughs> um, and we literally sat them all down like a restaurant. Yeah. So we had fifty a fifty seat restaurant in my fucking mother's house, and I was <laughs> cooking for everyone. Um, and it was great and it was a lovely night, but it yeah. was a fucking nightmare. So, this time for a 70th, I was like, Right, we're not doing that. So, I, I thought I've always wanted to spit roast a hog, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, given the size of a pig and the amount of people that will come in and the costs involved, I was like, That's probably not practical. Um, and weird, like, there's a lot of weird people around who, for some reason, don't eat pork, don't know why, not even yeah. in like a religious capacity, just in like. I don't eat pig. It's like fuck off, you idiot. <laughs> um, so I went for lamb instead. So I got a, I got a whole lamb, yeah, um, and then built a, a spit roast for it. So I, I got an old oil drum, nice. um, cut it down, made like a fire pit in the oil drum, and it then built a spit. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's fucking cool. Um, but obviously, being me, it was like last minute, no time at all. So like the morning of me driving up to Cumbria, I was like still fucking welding this thing together and <laughs> in the car. Because you put something on on Instagram about it, and a couple of people were asking me about it, um, yeah. and uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, so you know, when did I make that?" I was like, no, well, it literally, was, it was literally, it left. was the morning that. So like, but when like all the like brothers and sisters and that, like my aunties and uncles, they're all going, oh, this is, so, you know, have you bought this? Do you rent it out? I was like, no, I made it this morning. <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, so there's been, uh, hopefully a video coming out this week, maybe. Um, if Hooray! I've got, time, I've got time to edit it, so, because um, I filmed the whole thing, so it was relatively quick build. Um, if I can get it out before, if I can get it out before Wednesday, that'd be great, because then it'll be a bit of a surprise for everyone. Hooray! Um, but yeah, so yeah, did that. Um, Saturday, <laughs> during and mid post building a fucking fire pit um <laughs> i did another session with the ncs which is where i get to go and be like a dragon's den and judge children for a few hours nice. which Yay. is fantastic um it's 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 great for all parties involved but mainly <laughs> me just like ripping into kids and telling them how what shit job they did um but that was fantastic <laughs> and it was the biggest group we've done yet it was like 100 kids so it's like 10 groups of 10 yeah. um all pitching their like shitty ideas to me and ju- just reveling in oh like... you just crushed a hundred children <laughs> how many kids what did a you cry there wasn't a lot of crying but i was a bit disappointed because like most years mostly um mostly. they're like because it's like sort of 15 16 year olds and they kind of get dressed up and they like come in suits and like treat like real dragons dead but yeah. this year they were fucking shoddy they were all like just dead casual and stuff but it was actually really good a lot of the presentations were like really inspiring it's always for like um a, like a social cause yeah. Um, but yeah, there was like some really cool posters and really cool ideas. Someone made like little origami boats and stuff. It was really nice. So it was one of the best years so far. But um, yeah, it's. I know I always bang on about it, but it's a really good, good cause, and it's it's a great thing for kids who kind of don't know what they're doing, yeah. um, or maybe 
heading in the wrong direction, they get kind of this opportunity to go and do this volunteer program. It's fucking brilliant. So a little bit of that, a little bit of meat. A little, um, bit worse, a little bit way, yeah, a little bit way, but yeah, no fucking spit roasting uh, like a, a whole animal is is yeah. all, it's always been on my bucket list. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, I just remembered. Um, you might actually know the name of it because I can't fucking remember the name. Um, but we were sorting out a load of the shit at the forge uh, last few days, and Alex found uh, that at some point apparently he'd made one of the things that you use that where you string a lamb up so it's all spread open. Oh, um, like where you're almost like spatchcocking, but a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, we've got one of them at the workshop at the moment as well. So, I mean, that was, that was, that. I was in two minds of doing that because that would have been a fuckload easier. Yeah. Than me standing in front of a fire for 10 hours, just but, cook it out. It's like toast, one side, yeah. the other side. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, I suppose you'd still have to like maintain a decent sized fire and make sure it's at the right height and all that. Yeah. 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 Well. Of course. I mean, that, that was the thing. Like, I, it was, um, I did it on wood. So it's wood fired, and yeah. the amount of fucking fuel you need, oh, fuck, like yeah. for like a, a five-hour burn, yeah, and to keep it on, to keep it consistent, and like to have the fire wide enough that the yeah. whole the whole beast is getting heat. Um, yeah, I kind of underestimated how much wood I needed for. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things that I uh, I love about like um, obviously because we get involved with a lot of the wild cooking stuff yeah. um, with the workshop, and the amount of uh, like these really in-depth conversations that I've been part of about like which kind of wood burns better for this and which kind of wood burns better for that and how long you can burn for and all this. And then go from like talking about burning different types of wood to tell, like talking about making things out of different types of wood. And yeah, it's great. I love it. What does, what does burn really well is whatever was in that barrel. Yeah. <laughs> Have I ever told you about the time that I accidentally uh, burn a load of creosote in a barrel? It basically just looked like an upturned jet engine on the driveway. Which would have been fine if I was back at the farm, but this was in the middle of a town. I, d- I did do the whole like um, get a hose and fill it before I angle grind it to cut it open because it could have just been full of like explosives. I didn't know where I, don't, I had no idea where this barrel yeah. came from, so it could have been filled with anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once opened, there was like a, a strange resi- residue in there. So I, <laughs> I actually had, I had to I had to build a fire the night before and actually burn yeah. it all out because I had no idea what it was. And there was a yeah. few there was a few warning labels on the barrel. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fire kills it. It's fine. Yeah, do not use this as a barbecue. <laughs> I run it under the cold tap. <laughs> we got our jabs when we went to the Isle of Wight. Um, Steve, yeah, no, that's fucking awesome, man. Uh, yes, it's your me. turn. I. What have I been up to? I actually we took Wednesday off because uh, Jazz... a lot of you taking uh, days off, Steve. It's almost like you don't have a fucking job. <laughs> guess i'll just take today off and walk through a cornfield with we'll my just, dog uh, maybe just go for like a full taster menu at this uh, michelin restaurant uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking mate honestly three days off in the last uh yes yes we get it week, yeah i work no, no, a lot blah, 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 last, blah. no this last week it's been um well today saturday sunday and wednesday so i've only worked like two Craig days David's last week <laughs> And it's been fucking great. I've not actually been in the workshop once, other than to like grab a load of tools. But um, but yeah, no, we went to the beach and chilled out there and played on the two P machine, and it was fucking nice. ace. Um, She's got a name, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and what else did we do? Uh, Saturday we did something. 
Uh, I went to the Brothers Bake barbecue thing oh, on nice. Sunday as well. I turned up to like two, three hours late because I was making salsa. Was that salsa. pre or post Log Anvil? Uh, that was okay. pre Log Anvil. Uh, yeah, they set that up just after we left. I, uh, I'm i not sure whether it was a good or bad thing that I wasn't <laughs> I think it that. just would have upset you and annoyed you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it, that was a really, really fun event. Um, the boys put on a, a really good, fun yeah. afternoon. No, I was, I was, I was a bit gutted, but I think, I think my mum is probably only seventy once, so I had to, yeah. I had to give it a <laughs> But it's great because they had this game called uh, Smite, and it was, it's kind of like Skittles, except you don't have a ball; you throw a stick at some other sticks. And... Oh, is that a Scandinavian thing? I seem to remember I, I, some sort of stick-based yeah, throwing I've, game. I've seen yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and we played the first round, and it was it was good fun and everything. But then we decided to start, or basically, Jazz decided to start adding in forfeits and adding in extra pins that took points away, and then adding in pins that she'd just write a little thing on the bottom. So it was either like plus ten points or minus ten points, or more likely, like your next throw, you've got to stand on one leg, or you've got to spin around, or whatever. And it was, um, yeah, it was really good fun. Uh, and then today, I spent m- the morning sorting out my uh, or buying a load of bits for my laptop and my desktop, which I, that's what I did Saturday. Saturday, I spent a load of time sorting out all the old lap- uh, old desktops that I've got. Uh, I'm actually built a semi-working machine, but there's a couple bits that uh, I needed to buy. And because today is Prime Day, I got good deals on stuff. So, so hopefully uh, this time next week, I should actually have a working desktop computer and a much better laptop. Um, nice. So I might actually be able to edit videos in less than 48 hours now. Because uh, putting that video out for uh, the 10 Makers thing... I did all day Monday and was like, oh, it's fine. It'll only take me a few hours tomorrow. And I was up till half four Tuesday morning. Uh, no, Wednesday morning. And that was, that was not fun. So, yeah, I've had to um, fork out for a couple extra bits for the laptop. But that's that sorted now. Uh, and, yeah, today I uh, serviced the Land Rover. Been needed doing for a long, long time. Um yeah, weekly, the weekly service of the life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but the best of it is, is I uh, I serviced it, and I, I I won't go into too much detail about it. But there's like a little boost pin that you can put in, and it just gives you a bit bit better power. And um, I uh, I did that. I was talking to Jim from Wave Cycles about it. it. Was like, oh yeah, I'm really excited. I can't wait. And then went to start the fucking thing, and it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't turn over. I was like, oh crap, what have I done? And uh, yeah, it turns out Jim was like, um. Just check that one little lead and make sure you haven't knocked it off. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, did that and it was good. Hooray! Um, services. Yay. It was services. Uh, services. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was really good fun. Um, anyway, uh, which segues week... nicely into yeah, which segues <laughs> nicely into not in any way, but don't yeah. worry about it. Uh, I was going to go back and talk about something else, but I fuck that. Um, <clears throat> I was going to try and make it segue, and it was just going to be forced and shit. Um, yeah, so what? Ah, no, that's what I was going to say. One of the other things that I did this week was I listened to some music, and one of the songs was a really nice song, and it was about asking questions. And then John, <laughs> from, 
from uh, from JDH Metalwork. Or what? what nice. Is yeah, is it JDH Metalwork now? That's what the logo says, isn't it? It's always, it's always just going to be John D. Harvey. In it. Yeah, Metalcraft. That's it. Uh, so yeah, John, everyone's favorite uh, blacksmith. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You could just put any word there and it's it's going to be John. Um, yeah, uh, in the Fools of Talks group, he asked the question, uh, if you could have a maker, maker superhero power, what would it be? Um, and that kind of got uh, got me thinking. I was like, that's actually a really good question. And there was quite a lot of good uh, conversation leading off from that. So we've got a few kind of... The sort of questions you ask when you're in the pub and you've had a few beers, the conversation's starting to lull a bit and you want to spark it again. Uh, so we've got a few of those sort of questions that we're just going to ask each other today. Um, starting with that one. So, Brett, because you weren't part of the pre-show conversation where we said we were going to do this, mm. I'm going to ask you first. If you could have a maker superhero power, what would it be? Oh, can I just can I, can I just can I just clarify, Steve? Is it like being right mint at carving? Is it like that kind of superpower, or is it like built-in uh, welding fingertips? Can I? So is is a superpower that you're yeah, super and... at making something, or is it that you just firstly, have an ability? Firstly, I love the fact that you said right mint. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's <you're> so northern. <laughs> uh, and secondly. Uh, they lush. Whatever you want. Right, okay. What? Uh, that, it's so open-ended. Yeah. Open-ended fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea of having, like, a welding fingertips. It's pretty neat to just be able to point your finger at something and go, Bzzz. that is a neat idea. But Al said it, so I have to come up with something a little bit more unique. Um, considering I do more work with metal than probably anything else. Like think of having, you know, when you open a Swiss army knife and open absolutely everything that's in it or a Leatherman. (laughs) Enjoy. Um, I think having like vice grip, vice grip level pliers as two of your fingers. And then maybe Jimmy, basically what (laughs) Jimmy. Oh, pshaw. I, I see that man pull hoses off things with his fucking bear claws. He has he has, <laughs> he has face like grip. All right, because they're just um, fucking duct tape and shit. <laughs> they're just dirty. I think if you were, I think if you were able to have kind of a a Leatherman as a hand, because nice. half the problem is that you have to grip the you know the flip yeah, open handles I'm, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, think about having a multi-tool for a hand. So it's a hand. It's okay. it's Inspector Gadget. He used to have that. Like your fingertip comes off, and then you have a screwdriver in there. Um, having something like that where you're able to still function and have all of your dexterity, but then like a multi-tool gets to pop out of each finger or something like that, yeah. I think would be super, super mint. <laughs> nice. I was going to say, a, you know, a hammer for a hand, but that just seems like it would cause a lot of problems in the end. Yeah. But, uh, cool. All right. Uh, Al, what about you? Are you going uh, for welding fingertips? Or... No, Brett kind of ruined that for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're so, welcome. Um, transitioning from doing an all-wood project at Laura's to an all-metal project, um, one thing that really sort of 
grinds my you know what really grinds my gears. You know what so, grinds my gears. So it really pissed me off was having to change from so grinding, cutting glasses, glasses off, welding mask, like just this constant fucking ballet of like unplugging shit, changing shit, changing yeah. my safety. Like the pro- you can probably get welding safety glasses. I don't know, can you? Well, you just have a an auto dimming mask, so it just... not like glasses that are like auto dim. Well, yeah, but then you sunburn the rest of your face. That's yeah, why exactly. it is the mask. Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah, don't really yeah. have much face. That's very true. <laughs> the beard really dissipates any of the ultraviolet. <laughs> you just have really burnt cheekbones, and that yeah. would be it. Okay, there you go. And a red nose, yeah. like a mm-hmm. wino. Um, but the the I thing, so the, so the thing that was annoying me was this constant ballet of, like, and I'm always forgetting my fucking safety. It's the one thing I actually bother with, safety-wise, is safety glasses. Um, But they're all just covered in sparks. (laughs) You can't actually see through any of my safety glasses. So I would, like, uh, built in, like, like lenses in my eyes that, like, uh, completely fucking bulletproof, but also, like, dim for welding and shit. I don't don't care about burning my face. just, Just my eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, I would like I would like to see this cat's eye, like, yeah, like third think, lens thing that just like goes, like the like guy. In, oh no, I was going to say the guy in the first uh, Men in Black film where he's got the side eyelid. Side, side, side he lid. blinked twice yeah. this way and this way. This way, yeah. he wasn't blinking; he was breathing. They're gills. <clears throat> what is it? Nineteen ninety-four. <laughs> right. So yeah. So kick-ass protective built-in eyes. Nice. Oh, that would be very cool. Like yeah. that. I like that. See, I, I'd be happy with just the ability to wear safety glasses that don't steam up instantly. Well, like I don't, like, I don't care if I cut myself. I don't care if I burn my fingertips. I don't care if anything like that because it just heals. Yeah, like relatively quickly. But like mm-hmm. anything goes in your eye, you're fucked. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I rubbed chili in my eye the other day, and that was incredibly painful. Mm. That wasn't even on fire. Um. Yeah. No. Good shout. Uh. See, Eve, you take it. I was gonna say originally, I like my answer was uh, the ability to just control Z, so like undo. Oh, oh and, I do that so many times in real life. Like I genuinely uh, do, like th- thumb forefinger, like on a table. I'm like, oh yeah, no, because <laughs> um, the thing is, is like this, like it, it sounds really wanky, but I want to get better at like being able to. He means Apple Z or. Command Z command, to any command. actual normal people out there. Yeah, and by Z he normal means Z. Don't use Max. Yeah. Uh, no, not Z. Z. In anyway. defense, you did say Z. Oh, <laughs> you said uh, it first. Uh, <laughs> they're not called Zebras. For some reason, I've now got this image in my head of a zebra that's actually a loaf of bread. Uh, They're already we sliced. Know, They're we know what the thumbnail is. Fucking hell. Uh, you like my um, hooves? <laughs> you like my hooves? Oh what year is it again now? Oh, that's, that's after a many black. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, right, um... It's a great, yeah. it's a great idea, though. Like, yeah, just it's... one step backwards. Let me go yeah. one step backwards. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's always afterwards. You suddenly go, oh fuck, I shouldn't have cut that like that, or I shouldn't have done that, or I shouldn't have taken that. Like, I shouldn't, I should have stopped sanding at that point. I yeah, it's, it's not starting all over again. It's just that yeah. one thing that you just did. Where, oh fuck. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, Shouldn't have done that. And, and the thing is, is because that way it's, you know, I still get to to improve. I still get to make those mistakes. So rather than it being a case of like, right, I've got, I can always cut perfectly every single time. It's still learning all those important lessons and still being able to do things, but being able to go back um, when I do fuck it up, rather than having to start all over again, I can just go back that one little step and and finish the thing off. Like, yeah. um, like just go back one heat or just go back one cut or whatever. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, moments when editing videos... I, I typically don't go so far into editing where it's like, oh, now I got to back up 20 steps. Like, I don't like any of this. I got to, I got to command Z 17 times. Um, it's usually me trying to go through the edit and then going, yeah, this is a good place to cut it. And then I play it back and then I go, never mind. I don't like that. And just one time. That's all one I need. Time. Just one time. Yep. I love it, Steve. Good one. Nice. Uh, nice. Are, we, are we ready for the next question then? Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, and this is the question from the song. So if you could have a meal... Does pineapple belong on a pizza? Yes. No. <laughs> oh, it's not that song. All right. Uh, and for the record, it does. It's delicious. Fuck anyone that disagrees. Joel. Just enjoy uh, your pineapple by itself. Separately. It's a glorious yeah. thing. Ah, see, I made pineapple salsa as well. I know. That was, that was good. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. I like salsa. Welcome uh, to the podcast about food, everyone. And welding and metalwork. And <laughs> uh, yeah, if you could have a meal or a drink with any person alive or dead, who <sighs> would you pick? Just one. One person. It goes to Al first. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, the... The easy way out is just to say Tony Bourdain, but I'm not going to. That was, um, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. Change it um, up. I'm going to go fictional. Yeah. Anything. Uh, Jack Nicholson Joker. Ooh, yes. Just for Good the band. Show. And like yeah. the one-liners and just like the just the general sass- sassiness of it all. Are you not worried he'd like tie you up? And then... oh, but that's part of the like... The, the the appeal that's the risk was it wait was he with who is he who was his batman keaton uh, okay yeah that's fine that's a good that's a good batman it's not um yeah. fucking what's his name val, val kilmer or, or clooney <laughs> yeah. or clooney the forgotten batman <laughs> oh my god the worst uh that was that was a very quick answer I'm, yeah that's that right. really can, quick uh, all right <laughs> <laughs> all right no so that's the meal Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, go for a drink with... Um, probably Brian Johnson from ACDC. Because he's oh. the most, like, working-class, down-to-earth bloke. Yeah. From the North, who's just, like, should not be a rock and roll star, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that one. And probably can peeve, so... Yeah. Uh... Go on, then, Brett. Uh, I think there's a vacuum going on in the background. Apologies in advance. Uh, I would love to. It's it's super cliche, but I I want to be able to sit down and have a very long winded chat with Da Vinci Ooh. and just 
figure out what the hell was going on in his brain. It's yes, it's a bit like I said, it's a bit cliche, but there is so little known about yeah. his his just I don't know. There's so much more about his life that I feel like isn't covered just because we're so uh, oversaturated with his art and the inventions that he did and the paintings, obviously. But I would like to know what he was like more as a person or just having a sit down, you know, where it's not, I'm here to talk to you about your inventions. I do this with, uh, I do this with people um, in the makerspace and when I meet them at events, I always want to try and talk to them about something that's not YouTube or something that's not social media because I want to know. Yeah. um, Yeah. So walk into a conversation with Da Vinci, but don't start it out by saying, please explain your helicopter to me or the crazy (laughs) tank thing. It's like, you know, I watched an episode of Futurama that was really silly and then just get him discussing what makes him laugh. I'd love to watch. I'd love to watch Da Vinci watching Futurama. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Where he's got that. You could do that as 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 your meal, Steve. You could be like eating eating yeah. slurm. And I'm, I've changed my mind, by the way. When we go around, I'm I'm changing mine. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So basically, I want to talk to Da Vinci about anything that's not his art or inventions, and then just see how his brain works. Nice. nice. So if we go back to Al, and then we come back to Brett for the drink. Right. So it's absolutely nothing to do with what Brett said, and I'm not trying to be more pretentious like Brett was. Um, <laughs> I'm changing from Jack Nicholson Joker to Jack Nicholson as good as it gets because the fucking scene in the restaurant is my probably one of my favourite scenes of all time in any movie, and I think he's just a fantastically complex character, and I love his sense of humour, and I think it, he'd, he'd just be great at like ripping into me yeah. and knocking me down a peg or two, and I think it'd just be a more a more healthy... And productive mealtime than getting squirted in the face with acid <laughs> off, out, of, out of a little flower. So yeah, as good as it gets, yeah, Jack Nicholson. Nice, cool. All right, then, Brett, who who are you going to go for a drink with? What a prick! <laughs> I'm not pretentious. I'll take it. I'll take it full pretentious. I would have a sit down over a warm tea with Some a kombucha. kira with a kira kurosawa. Ooh. And we would have a fucking tea and talk about filmmaking. That's so who I thought you were going to have. Fuck you, Al. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely thought that's who you were going to have a, a meal with, with that one. Uh, oh, is that it? Are you done? <laughs> Are you if you don't know why, I've talked about it enough. But yes, I just I just want to be able to discuss filmmaking and, and how he sees the world. So, pretentious. Eat it. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Tell me the meal and the drink. I have been trying to think of someone the entire time. And it's it would be so easy to, like, there's so many fucking people that I want to say. Like, I'd love to say, um, like... Uh, Jim Henson. I was going to say, like, George Orwell or Zami Yipkin or someone like that. Like, um, like or uh, Ian Banks or like all these fucking writers that I, I love and respect and everything be really easy to say one of them. Cause I, again, I sit down and I'd be like, Oh my fucking God, what about this? And what about what, how did you think of that? And where did you do this with? And, and all that. But, but like Brett says, it's, I think if I was actually sitting down for a meal with someone, I'd want to talk about them rather than just their work. Um, 
Which makes it even more difficult because like <laughs> I love how like I wasn't thinking about that at all. I was just thinking about like how good it would be to just sit down and have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like I've no intention of learning anything from the Joker. Just yeah, just well that, that's the thing. He's like because because now it's like it could be fucking um, like a comedian or something like that. Just just someone that's really fucking funny um, and to have a laugh with. But I mean, Hannibal crossed my mind at one point because it would just be like, it would be a great spread. Yeah. Regardless of what you're eating, it would just be delicious. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking more the fact that he's like a super intelligent guy yeah. and a really good conversation. But I suppose, yeah, you would get to taste long pig. So, you know, um, delicious long pig. Uh, fuck, I don't know. I, this is... I. I'm probably the worst person. You to... asked the question. I know that's because I don't know the fucking answer. If I knew the answer, I wouldn't ask the question, would I? If you, you got to know the answer, we all know you're going to say jazz. So just say it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, she doesn't listen to the podcast anymore. So it's fine. What? No. It's because uh, it's because you keep talking. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I see. Oh. I don't know, and cause especially if you start bringing in people from like science fiction and like fantasy and and all of that, I'm like, like fucking sit down for a meal with Gandalf. How fucking cool would that be? <laughs> like, oh, bottom leaf, just tea, oh, thank you. That's it. I'd I'd have a meal with an end. I don't know which one. <laughs> it would be the longest meal of your life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Takes a uh, long time to say anything in English. <laughs> um, as for a drink, uh, I think ah oh, fuck again. Like there's there's so many people, but I think it, I'd have I'd really like to go with um, either someone like let's say like outrageously rock and roll or or like a really funny comedian. Ah oh, fucking or, Bowie, just go with Bowie. Either, yeah, fuck it. Either Terry Crews or oh, Dwayne, oh, Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne yeah. Johnson. One of those two, because I think it'd be fucking great fun. I think Terry Crews would be fantastic. Terry be so I, I can you imagine like being out with Terry? You just you, <laughs> doesn't matter who you are, you would end up on the dance floor. It'd be fucking great. So yeah, uh, there we go. Nice. Terry Crews. Uh, oh, good answers. Just talk to him about his Old Spice commercials. <laughs> Brilliant. The thing is, I bet he's got loads of fucking stories as well. Um, right. So, is everyone happy with their answers? Yeah. or do you want to Yes, because mine are delightfully pretentious and fuck both of you. <laughs> I didn't say anything! What? You said it with your I can, answers, I, you, can, you said you, it with you judged your... Brett with your Terry Crews. <laughs> Yeah, oh, Akira, Akira Yeah, Terry Crews. Let's just all go at the same fucking restaurant and we can all sit together. I was about that. Yeah. That would be brilliant. Um I'd see I'd, I I want to go for a meal with Kenshin now. That'd be fucking ace. Well, you for, you're forgetting the, the, the fictional characters, you see. Yeah. Ah, oh, bollocks. All right. Uh <laughs> Next question. Moving on. Desert Island Discs. Uh, explain. So discs implies that you're allowed more than one. Yeah. Uh, see, because they did this... Oh, on... is that just the name of the segment? Yeah. And you're allowed one disc. 
because uh, they did it on um, maybe. So, but a disc is what music used to come on. It's like a like a circle. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're young. <laughs> Steve is the youngest person in here. But yeah, we're I not appreciate that. Yeah. Spiritually, um, <laughs> fucking ninety-year-old man, leave me alone. Um, Damn kids and their technology. Yeah, they did it on the other podcast the other day. Uh, they were talking about um, if uh, fuck, what was it they said? Uh, it wasn't important, clearly. Yeah, you basically it'd be like one artist, one artist's discography. Oh Dis- no, fuck that. Um, so yeah, all right. So you're saying <laughs> just one album? Yeah. Single album. The whole point. It's not bring along all the music you like. (laughs) (laughs) The whole point is you're stranded on an island with one fucking disc. Or Uh, however many you decide are allowed. How how many are we allowed then? Right. So is it, and I don't mean this in like a pretentious way, is it vinyl? Like I forgot to listen to the whole thing in order. That's still considered a disc, Al, because you're using. Pretty sure vinyl's a disc. Yeah. It's not a fucking square, is it? It's not a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were talking about disc golf. I was going to bring a putter. My I question. I was, I was thinking mini disc because that is by far the best format I've ever been talking about. <laughs> it really was. I fucking love mini disc. I was going to go with laser disc so I'm I gonna, could bring a movie. I'm, I'm going to go mini disc, right? Um, I'm not going first. I went first last time. What? Steve goes first. Yes. Oh fuck. And uh, is it what is it one album, Steve? Or I'll tell you what. It could be it could be a single, a collection, oh. compilation. Ooh. I was just, yeah, compilation's not a bad shout. Alright. If it's uh if it's a compilation, then it's gonna be Give them the Boom Rap Attack. Volume three, volume two, volume three. Give me the boom. Give give um the boot. Give um the boot. Yeah, by, I think it's Hellcat Records. Uh, it's a punk compilation one. The one I'm thinking of, I'm pretty sure is number two, because uh, it's the one with the blue uh, album cover. It came out fucking nearly 20 years ago now, and it's brilliant. Uh, nice. And it's, yeah, it's got a lot of... Um, what colour? The red the one. The blue one. Blue. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure is number two, given the boot two. But yeah, it, and I love it because it's got some. It goes from like hardcore punk. Three, to, uh, ah, three. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's got hardcore punk. It's got uh, some ska. It's got some reggae. It's got some. Oh, just, it's got nice... Lars on. It's got rancid. Yeah. Drop yeah, right? Oh, look at this. Yeah, it's a fucking and because it, it was either going to be that or one of the punkarama ones because nice. punkarama introduced me to like Floggy Molly and bands like that yeah. as well. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty happy with with that. Given the boot three, nice. I'm gonna have to put this in the fucking shows, aren't I? Uh, yes, that's a good call. One uh, uh, of you two. I'm writing. I'll go because Brett was second last time. Um, okay. How long are you on the island for? Indefinitely. Uh, as long as it takes for Brett to swim out and rescue you. From? Uh, he's starting in Portugal. The island is... Say Tortuga. No. <laughs> no, it's off the coast of South Korea. Oh, wow. All right, so, it's, so I've got a good... Oh, it's going to be... Two a bit... years of listening to the same fucking album then. Yeah. 
Um, oh, you see, I want diversity then, and I don't mean the terrible song by Deacon Blue. Um, <laughs> you want you want an album that's got a bit of, bit of range. People want a bit more range these days. Um, can I have no. Beastie Boys Anthology? Ooh! Uh, see, that's a multi-disc. But it's one... See, oh. it's like one box, isn't it? Yeah, but how many discs is it, though? Well, it's Desert Island Discs. Yeah, Plural. It's multiple discs. Though. It's one album. It's one album. I'm having it. It's one album. It's not like... I suppose I'll let you off, because it's only a single band, and multiples of that single band. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, you can have that. You can have that one, <laughs> Brett. You're gonna pick Chopin or something. <laughs> uh, actually, it was uh, Vivaldi, the Four Seasons. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brett. I love you, really. <laughs> I just can't resist. <laughs> just not sure what to do here. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually my choice. Uh, I had a single disc album going through high school, which was Queen's Greatest Hits. Oh, the, dude. That was just what it's called. Nice. Yeah. It's Queen's Greatest Hits. And it had, I can't remember. I feel like it had more songs on it than than the traditional CD. Yeah. yeah but, it, I'm pretty sure it's like 40 songs on it or something. Ridiculous. Yeah. And it's amazing because there's tons of diversity on it. But if I'm meant to get the fuck off of this island without strapping two sea turtles together. Um, I imagine I could get pretty motivated to a lot of those songs and also just, you know, drink coconuts under the sun, listening to some of their, <laughs> their softer ballads. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it does this good range on that. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a good one. Cool. Uh, you two keep talking because I need to write these down. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what are the... Fucking songs. I want to know what the songs were on that album because I remember it was great. So, so there's there's three Queen Greatest Hits albums, right? Right. Yeah. There was a first one, one is like yeah. The first one is like Bohemian Rhapsody, Fat Bottom Girls, Bicycle Race, um, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, all that kind of thing. Yes. We are the champions. We will rock you. Yeah. But Queen's Greatest Hits two was essentially the soundtrack to Highlander. Uh-huh. but like in a good way and then right. three was all weird when freddie went like all barcelona and all that that's right that's right they all got their place but one is the one you're looking for yes one one is the thing okay. the only, i think the only problem with the lineup on that is i'm really not the biggest fan of we are the champions um it is a great arena rock song but not something that i would listen to I don't find myself listening to that song specifically by no. myself. Versus like Seven Seas Awry, which is fucking Seven Seas Awry. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's on. I think that's on the first one. Yeah. I can't remember because I've got like I've got I had I had I had one on tape, and that was like my fucking tape as a kid. Like play it out. Like I even knew like what would be on the on the flip side when you stopped it at a certain song. Yes. Yeah. So you save battery and not have to rewind. So I, I like got really good at like mixing and then going back and jumping to the side. Oh, but then mm-hmm. I got the I got the three C D set with like one, two, and three in. Oh nice. Yeah. Silver right. silver case. Fucking beautiful. Whilst we're right then, was that your was that your first album that you bought? The first album I bought was 
The Simpsons singing the blues. <laughs> Fuck it, of course it was. Which what was amazing. Steve's? What was Steve's first album? Uh, mine, the first album I ever bought was uh, fuck, the American Diner. Uh, it was a compilation of a load of like fifties and sixties rock and roll songs, like Chantilly Lace and stuff like that. It was fucking great. Um, because I used to listen to a lot of that when I was a kid. So nice. Different strokes. <laughs> yeah. My the first the first single I bought CD single. 99p Woolworths was Warren G regulate regulators Nate's dog from the motion picture soundtrack for Young Guns 2. I need to double check absolutely right band now because uh mine is super embarrassing. Uh, But on the Simpsons theme, I also did have um a limited edition deep deep trouble in the shape of Bart Simpson vinyl, which is fucking amazing. Yellow vinyl, that was class. I believe my fir- my first CD like full album was Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. Ooh, um, nice. first single was I think it was Aerosmith. <laughs> I want to say it was like Aerosmith from. It was Don't Want to Miss ones. a Thing, wasn't it? <laughs> so what? It was Don't Want to Miss a Thing. <laughs> How young do you really think I am? <laughs> no, it was from Big Ones. I feel like it was crazy, or. It wasn't Dude Looks Like a Lady, but they were, I think they were both on the album. I don't think it was crazy. I think, I think you, maybe, you maybe got CDs before we did then. Yeah. yeah. My, Sam my, Goody, featured in, featured in the newest season of Stranger Things. Sam Goody. Yeah, um, yeah no, my, my first single was Hepburn, I Quit. Ooh. Yeah, yes. which was fucking awful. Uh, yeah i had some terrible cd singles yeah and i i i have no defense for it i was 14 (laughs) or whatever but uh right uh right before we go to death row dinner and the risk of this becoming a fucking food podcast and not a blacksmithing podcast um i've got i've got a rogue question for you steve Ooh. And I'm going to hit it to Brett first. Cool. What is your Eleanor? Oh, my. My Eleanor. Doesn't have to be a car. Yeah. Right. Wow. Holy crap. That's a, that's a really good one, especially if it doesn't, in fact, have to be a car. I don't know that I'm necessarily that crazy of a car guy. I mean, I love the early 1970s. Lincoln's four doors suicide doors yeah. as featured in the Matrix movie. Yeah. That one is it's just it's a beautiful machine. And I love the suicide doors in it. But as far as does it need to be something mechanical? Nope. Like are be, we just it, talking it, like it can be a, a bonsai tree if you want. It's just the one that would be very pretentious. It's the me. one fucking well <laughs> you fit with your theme. It's the one like Inanimate fucking object that that you want to possess, and has always evaded you, or has always like slipped through your fingers. You know the the one six hundred pound anvil that you've always chasing, or the oh, the, the single fucking tool that's yeah. You can come back to it. You don't have to fucking lay your cards down if it's too tricky. We can we can end on this if you want. 
This is a really good one. This is a really, really good one. I'd love to give it some some thought. Say what? Let, let, let's have let's have a fucking a marinade, Steve. And we can go back to your pedestrian questions, and then we'll we'll end on uh, yeah. what what's your <laughs> Eleanor fucking question? <laughs> fucking hell! And then we'll we'll that, we can end on the Eleanor. I was about that. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I was I was going to say we're going to run out of questions before we run out of time. Oh, I've, so. got, I've got some more. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, all right then. Uh, Death Row Mail, go. One of you, Brett. <laughs> uh, it's coming to me. Um, my grandfather cooking me biscuits, oh, nice. gravy, bacon, and grits at his table in his apartment. Duplex. Nice. That See? would absolutely 100% be. Yes, that was so, the thing. So it's the whole setting. It's not just the food. It's the no. Uh, and if you want to go, if you really do want to get, if I would still just take it as the food. But if you're going to tell me like, what's the last, what's the last meal, including the ambiance or the setting, that would still be it. Either way, it's either the, it's either them made to exactly how they taste. They need to look the same, smell the same, taste the same. But if if I was able. To have the choice, it would be sitting at his table and yeah. So there's I, a fucking meal that I should have had at the beginning of this episode. Is like meal with anybody. Yeah, See, I was not old enough to have the discussions that I would like to have with that man. Yeah, I really, I and I again, I completely sympathize with that, and I really like the idea of it being the the setting and everything as well, rather than just the actual meal that adds a whole other dimension to it. So. If you guys would like to take it there, I mean, I, I I love this image that I have in my head now of being able to sit on his weirdly shaped dining table that you had to like <laughs> squeeze into, but he always sat at the head of the table closest to the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and the thing is, is because you've put such a, a beautiful image there, I feel like I can't now go into the rant that we had. Oh, fucking hell! Come on. <laughs> this is Brett. Brett being pretentious. No, 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 uh, no. I, I'm saying that was <laughs> no, really Steve, Steve's putting himself down. Yeah, I'm saying that as soon as you said biscuits and gravy, I wanted to go into the rant that I had earlier in the week with uh, Joel about the match being scones and catsick. But I don't feel like I can do that now because no, um, Brett. You, Brett, you still need to make that for us. You promised. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, every single time we've gotten together, there's been 15 plans, and we've gotten maybe one done. So, Al, do you have Crisco? That's what you sound like. That's what I sound like. <laughs> and you go, and then you reply with no, no. That's what <laughs> no sounds like. They don't have that. This they don't have that no lead. In that particular no. lead. No. <laughs> All right, go on, you two. Come on. Uh, so, Al, what about you? In the Belgian slash French graphic novel Asterix and the 12 Tasks of Asterix. There's um, one of the tasks he has to commit to is the Feast of the Titans. Um, And if someone's going to fucking kill me, I'm going to drag it out. So basically, like, there's... I can't remember how many different things he has to eat, but the chat obviously like Obelix eats it all because he's just yeah. a pretty fat yeah. fuck. But then I think Asterix has to like drink the potion and help him out at the end. Um, but it's everything, it's ridiculous like stuffed camels and just like 
obscene amounts of like shellfish and stuff and yeah. the the thing is just endless so it's just an, basically an endless banquet that's like can only be destroyed by the titans and that's yeah. the mission mm-hmm. um and it would be like uh, you're basically going to die doing it anyway yeah. so you might as well go out eating delicious food fucking brilliant like um, and I'll, I'll 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 maybe put it in the show to what he actually has to eat because i think it was fucking brilliant but i i always remember it as a kid as being like equal parts delicious and haunting at the same time because it's like the, the 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 more he eats the more they keep bringing and yeah. it's just like you know when you're like you're really struggling to eat and it's really stressful and you're like i can't i can't, I can't have a fucking thing it's, it's only like, wafer thing yeah, yeah, yeah. but wafer thing yeah cool so there you uh, go yeah the, the 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 chef of the titans putting on the feast of the titans nice i like it um yeah, see, that just in my head brings up the image of uh, when Homer goes to hell and he's forced to eat the, <laughs> the donuts. <laughs> um, yeah. More, please. Uh, I think for me, like the obvious choice is basically just all of the gluten ever because uh, nice. it's delicious and I miss it. Um, but I think, like, I think last meal would probably be just. Um, like the food, I wouldn't need to be kind of uh, mirroring Brett's answer. Like, it, I wouldn't particularly care about it being like the fanciest, the fancy. Like, I'm not. I don't give a shit if it's fucking Fargo or anything like that. It would just be the the kind of the setting would be um, much much like at Laura's, just round the campfire, cooked on the fire, just a load of friends, some some fire cooked food. Um, and yeah, just like nice and chilled out like that. Like, um, like where the, the food is kind of an added bonus to the occasion, um, sort of thing. So it's about kind of getting together either that or, um, in fact, no, that I was going to say, uh, my dad cooking, um, I can't remember what the fuck we're called. I think they're just, we just called them twisties. Um, and basically it was Turkey just, Twizzlers. uh, no, fuck that. <laughs> um, it was just making a very, very simple dough, getting, um, a bit of, uh, hazel from the surrounding woodland, stripping the bark off the outside of it, wrapping this dough around the hazel stick and then cooking that over an open fire. And it's just like a really nice, simple, Ooh, bread. Nice. um, so yeah, like, really simple food like that where it's um the actual cooking method becomes part of the flavor um that's that's the sort of food i like and that kind of the whole uh ceremony behind it i think is what what i enjoy so yeah i'm gonna go with uh, nice with that i think yeah so come on then. uh either your eleanor question or if you no, got any- more questions Go this is it. probably going to go back to Brett's first... Uh, no, Steve's first album. Brett's first album? Steve's first album. First Crush. Ooh. Are we talking like Celebrity Crush or first... Whatever, Steve, if it was Bev from the Chippy, you <laughs> kill your boots, mate. <laughs> That's Bev. Because uh, my friend Bev now lives in New York and he, <laughs> he, he's kind of a big dude. Like... He's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he's basically me, but blonde. Um, yeah, fuck, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna have to think on this because I can't. I'm, my memory's 
shit before like about an hour ago. I can't remember fuck all. Uh, oh, all right, you uh, you guys go because I've got to try to remember now. It might have been Gwen. It might have been Gwen Stefani. It was about yeah. that time. Yeah, because uh, Spiderwebs came out when I was pretty early on in middle school. It might have been. There's definitely a portrait, like a uh, a gray paper with black pencil and white pencil portrait of Gwen Stefani somewhere in my mother's house. <laughs> it was like meant to be one of the first decent drawings that I did at my young age, and it's it's 100% Gwen Stefani. So maybe <laughs> maybe it was her because of the quirkiness and and craziness and stuff but that was back when they were actually doing like ska and punk yeah yeah and yeah yeah like you liked when... it for the music yeah oh no no no! i absolutely <laughs> thought she was just like this this pretty little kooky girl but but audrey was pretty early on too for the same reason i saw funny face relatively young yeah and i remember the dancing scene and she's like dressed in all black and she's yeah. just doing all kinds of crazy shit and i was like this person is very good looking and also <laughs> weird and i like that yes um i honestly wouldn't wouldn't be able to tell you i believe it was a bit late to the game when it came to uh focusing on the female dynamic yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that dude <laughs> see like now that you've said that like the the one that i can remember is there was a a Heart, uh, fucking what, what were they called? Scarcore band from uh, down the road, known as uh, No Comply. Um, and their lead singer was a girl called Kelly Kemp, and she she was... must have been a wrestler. <laughs> she was fucking ace. She was oh, a NASCAR driver, of a fucking scar band. Um, yeah, she was ace, and I had a massive crush on her. To the point where uh, I may have proposed to her on board at the stage, also very drunk. And as it is, one time she actually said yes uh, and agreed to marry me if there was someone in the room that was ordained and could do it there and then on stage. Um, and also, and so like because they were around for a few years, I got to know them, and uh, and I was I was driving uh, another ska band on tour, and we ended up in it was either I think it was Hitching. No, High Wycombe, one or the other. Um, and uh, ended up in this, like, almost London town. And uh, and we turned up at this uh, pub to play a gig that night. And there was a sign outside that said um, strippers. And it was, strippers were on, uh, I think it was Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So basically every day except for Tuesday. And we're like, why the fuck don't you have them on Tuesday? That's, like, surely you wouldn't have them on Sunday or something. Um, but anyway, so we walked in like <laughs> thinking, oh, well, yeah, there's a gig on tonight and it's four in the afternoon. So there's not gonna be any strippers now walked in and there was this like a single man in his sixties on a chair sat right at the very front of this stage where this woman was doing her thing. And I was like, this, this is fucking weird. Ask the bar staff, um, where the, uh, uh, like the. Um, room was for us to dump all of our stuff. Like, oh yeah, it's just upstairs. It's just there. You know, go around here and go in. And uh, yeah, went up and it was. It, we were sharing a changing room with the uh, the strippers, and um, and then came back down and was kind of sat at the bar going, "This is fucking weird." And then 
of all the people, Kelly came up and just tapped me on the shoulder and was like, oh, hi, hi Steve, how are you? <laughs> they, were, they were playing at the same gig. And yeah, it was, it was a very fucking surreal night. So uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say she's the first crush that I can definitely remember, but I'm sure there was like random ones before. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah. What about Al? See, I'd probably say something that would get me into trouble. But it's not. It's innocent. So being like 11, when Leon came out, it was probably Natalie Portman. <sighs> but she was obviously like a child in that, yeah. so it's a bit weird saying that. Yeah. Um, so but you were a child. Exactly. But yes. I'm not a child now, so it's, yes. it's odd. Yes, 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 um, yes. So I'll go with Jet from Gladiators. <laughs> oh, fuck, yes. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Which is around the same time. That's yeah. fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's a- Definitely good shout there. I think Jet was the first time that I realised like what a woman was. And I don't mean yeah. in like a spiritual sense, I meant like the shapes. Like, oh <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> going on, what's going on here? <laughs> the yeah, shapes. Yeah. Especially with all like the swinging around and like the sweating and the like the 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 the, the physical contact and like <laughs> what what was that shit with the, the big cotton with the big Yeah, the, yeah, the giant ear swabs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Jet. Radiators ready. She was wonderful. Apparently, she's still a really nice person as well. Uh, oh, you do your research on Jet. Yeah, I used to. I used to work with uh, Atlas. Oh. One of the players. Oh my! Yeah. Uh, was that when you were a doorman? No, that was. Uh, he was a project manager. Um, as uh, a door. What <laughs> did you? What did he manage? The project of the door. No, he managed. It was uh, an IT job. All right. Next question. <laughs> No, nothing to do with all. Okay. Next question. Al. What is the best invention? Angle As in, that's the best thing since sliced bread. Angle grinder. Really, Steve? Is that the best invention? Not the motor that's in the angle grinder or electricity that powers it. Land Rover Defender. <laughs> Land Rover <laughs> Defender. So not the automobile. No. A, a particular... <laughs> model a 90 yeah. wheelbase no one... uh, van land rover no pickup land rover <laughs> 1989 no it's got to be uh after 90 so that they've got the um overdrive uh brett why is everything coming to me you, can have, you can have another think about that steve <laughs> Better than a Land Rover. I mean, plumbing is nice. Plumbing is nice. (laughs) Good, good answer. (laughs) You're like the the aqueducts were fantastic, but you know what's really nice? A shower. In general, it's just water pouring on top of you anyway. Um, holy shit, that is a good one. I love the idea of electricity. Um. There's a lot of Tesla wrapped up in that, though, and reasonings with currents and the way that they work. Fuck, this is a difficult one. Al, do you have something? So, so just as a, as a like a, a help, best doesn't necessarily have to mean your favorite. Do you know what I mean? So, like, like a, what is the most like, important? Yeah, like atom bomb could be the best invention. Doesn't doesn't necessarily have to mean that you like it. Just best. Yeah. 
like the right. best film ever made isn't necessarily your favorite film. Yes. Um, I, I don't know if it's more of a discovery because it probably occurs naturally, but I think Glass is pretty fucking badass. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things we've not been able to do without Glass. You know, we would never have astronomy or anything or optics or lasers or, yeah. you know, there's, I, think, I think Glass has gotten us a long way. Fire, the wheel, Glass. Glass. Is, is the order. And Fire's not really an invention. The, the wheel, I mean, way. the wheel's just somewhat round. Everything's round in nature. So I think glass is pretty fucking, pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think uh, Good shout. the written word is going to be, ooh, like, yeah. Like what, what cutoff point? Are you talking like glyphs or like, like full cuneiforms? on like Latin? What, what, yeah, where's, how, how far back do you want to go, Steve? People Any, just like, like smearing assume... shit on a wall? No. Uh, from I don't mean like in Glasgow. I mean like cave paintings. <laughs> I think, like in terms of being able to convey just the most idea. Um, okay. So, like, so I'm not talking like cave paintings, but right. like obviously that was the start of it. But as soon as you're able to convey complex ideas via a written medium, that I think is one of, if not the most important uh, invention that we've come up with. Because you can then share shit without it being just passed on. Yeah, not only uh, only does it mean that you don't need, uh, or sorry, not only does it mean that um, you you have, like, it's not just oral tradition, you can write something down and it it won't be changed by, um, by people changing it as they retell the story. Oh, so you mean. It's, it stays the same. It, you know, those facts and figures stay as they are. Because um, I think that's the thing is, for me, it's it's a way of passing on important information rather than it just being uh, you know, learning through a, a story about, oh, we don't eat that thing because the hullabaloo from the thingy made Bob came and ate it and it was bad. Like you don't, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't come from it being a a story about whatever. It's, it's, if you eat this, you die. Like it's being able to, to relay information without it, uh, a way to make it memorable. Okay. I'm done with that. Hmm. I feel discovery. Easy, Steve. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that it's as as tangible as an idea. I so Could just be music, Brett. No, no, no. Dan, Daniel Bernoulli, Daniel Bernoulli, um, who the big fat chef. What? Yeah, <laughs> work. Good lord. Uh the Bernoulli effect and man-made wings that led to flight and the discovery Ooh. of flight and every single thing that transports everything around the world cuz obviously we can't do it by car. Um and it you know from then led to the space shuttle and NASA and Mars and all of these things. Like we wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for the guy that discovered the Bernoulli or that coined the Bernoulli effect and understood how lift works. So like in an the aerofoil. Of a wing. What's that? 
like an aerofoil. Is that what he kind of discovered? Like a bird's wing? Well, he was a fluid fluid dynamics. Right. Uh, what scientist? I don't know. He studied fluid dynamics or whatever, and then figured out. Um, yes, the lift. high current, low current, and lift, and all that. So I, I'm not really sure how to like parse that down into the invention. It's not the invention of the wing. It's like the discovery of aerodynamics. Aerodynamics? Yeah, I well, guess. Aerodynamics. The opposite of aerodynamics. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's lift. <laughs> yeah, lift. Lift. The discovery of lift. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I like it. Nice. Uh, what about... Did, did, Al, did you, did you say... Oh, yeah, Glass. You said, glass. 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 That was a really good one, too. I like that. <laughs> Fire the wheel glass. <laughs> I like it. Land Rover Defender 90 wheelbase pickup. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What do we got? Like one, one more question, and then Eleanor. Or I'm out of questions. Three? I've only got Eleanor left. Oh, oh fucking hell! Unless Steve's got any gems or oh, Brett throwing it, one into the into the fucking grinder. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? Tell you what, I I like hearing travel stories. Everyone's got travel stories, and everyone's got uh, beautiful experiences across the world. What is the one place, either you've been there or you haven't, uh, what is the one place on the planet that you would consider your, like, this place is amazing, this is a gem on the earth, I would like to exist here? Do you have a place like that? No, I think I think I do. Yeah. I just need to double check. See, I Go right. through the Rolodex. Yeah. Well, whilst you're thinking, I'll riff on it for a little bit, because... I've got uh, I've got places that I've been where I've instantly felt at home and I've instantly felt like, shit, yeah, I, I could exist here. Uh, one of those being Boston, of all places. Okay. Um, I, uh, yeah, I was there for just over a week and it just, it was, it was a very weird feeling because I don't, I don't normally like cities. I'm not a city person, uh, but Boston just had something about it where it was, it was European enough that it felt familiar, um, but American enough in the fact that everything's spaced out, so it didn't feel too claustrophobic. Um, and uh, and yeah, just the the people, the attitude there. It just it, I I got on with it. I like I liked it. It it uh, it felt like a good place to be. Um, I'm not sure whether it's somewhere that I'd uh, necessarily. Um, choose to live out the rest of my days but it's certainly somewhere where i'd feel comfortable being for six months or a year or something like that which yeah that's a that's a difficult discrepancy because there's part of me that's like yeah where would you go and live out the rest of your days but yeah honestly there's there's something almost more comforting about like where is the place you could visit over and over again that feels like your escape rather than your home yeah yeah i mean like i say that with boston it it felt kind of like uh almost like a home from home sort of thing it okay it was yeah it was just somewhere where i felt i i could i could live there i could get to know the locals i could i feel like i could fit in and and kind of become a local sort of thing um, yeah they would but... fucking hate you oh they fucking loved me when i was over there oh okay great <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think like in terms of where i'd want to go and live out the rest of my days um i'm probably going to be looking at like somewhere in scandinavia or canada um 
I've thought about New Zealand a few times, but uh, yeah, um, I think um, I think yeah, somewhere where it's got big open forests, um, nice lakes and rivers, big rivers, big lakes, big forests. I'm happy. So yeah, one of those kind of places. In terms of like the culture and things like that, I don't think it overly matters because I pretty much just want to be in a cabin and just go into town to get supplies. But <laughs> yeah, I think for me, that's kind of that sort of place is, is where I see myself. But there's, I mean, there's, there's a million places I want to visit. Yeah. I could talk for fucking hours about different yeah. countries and cities and things that I want to go see. So yeah. Now, what about you? Again, I think, I think I'm with Steve in terms of like the geography being more interesting than the people or the, you know, like, where it is on the planet versus culturally what's there. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it would be more interesting to me. Um, so like when I was a kid, there was a quarry that we used to go to with like where we'd build dens and tree houses and shit. And I, I knew every foothold in every rock and every tree branch that I could, that could bear my weight. And, yeah. you know, I could probably run it blindfold from the entrance to, you know, where the den was. Yeah. And it was just that that was like safe place. Like there's no there was nothing to do, there was no chores, there was no fucking parents, there was no rules or laws. It was very kind of goonies. Um and essentially where I brought myself up, just like yeah. you know, hunting rabbits and just making things out of wood and stones and trees and shit and mud. Um but I think that's more of a a mindset for me, like transporting me. Yeah. Um I do like sort of sensorial stuff as well. So there was a hotel I went to in Scotland, right on the bottom of Loch Lomond. Oh, nice. Um, it was called Cameron House Hotel. And it's like a, probably like a really swanky, wanky hotel where like you go and play golf or something. But like that's not where I was going. I was just going because it was, I think we've got a deal or something. Yeah. Um, and it was trying to escape. Um, and I just remember go, it was like, you know, it'd be like, 15th century, the 16th century building. Um, Brett, that was like time before time. <laughs> um, and I just remember going into reception and it was all stone and the reception was stone and the fucking um, like reception desk was stone with like an oak top on it. And it was dark, you know, and it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like a theme. It wasn't like I was in like um, an amusement park and they'd put on this like, Scottish theme pub. It yeah. was just that was what it was like. And I think it was like candlelit and it was cold. It was like the middle of summer, but the, the, the reception was cold. Yeah. And then just the whole experience of staying at this hotel and it was like it wasn't old, like the rooms were beautiful and modern and clean. And then they had like um a restaurant where all the meat was hanging in the, the, the chiller and you could you could yeah. pick your fucking steer and and then there was a whiskey bar and it was just like you know, it just it was just total escapism, a little bit hedonistic, but it was, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely not like a, a a star hotel guy or like a yeah. first class guy, um, but just even just for one night, just having that experience and this this it was so sensorial. It wasn't that it was luxurious at all. Yeah, as I say, this 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 reception was just like it was more the atmosphere. It was like you ever get that feeling where you're walking to a church. And again, I think it's because it's cold and it's stone, and I don't know if it's the audio, yeah, 
or the you know the 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 um what do, the what do you call the phonics in the in the place there's a, there's an atmosphere in a church yeah and i don't mean that i'm not religious at all i don't mean that in a spiritual sense there's there's something happens when you go into a church and it feels like i don't know like clean i think it's because everyone's quiet yeah like i love it when it snows because sound doesn't uh reflect so i think i think i like quiet things and quiet places so i think that's why i like going to a forest and escaping yeah. so i love it when it snows because no sound reflects so it's just super quiet all the time um and it was the same it's the same in the church everyone's quiet and it's the same in this hotel i just remember it's a place i really want to go back it's just really expensive yeah. um <laughs> but the, yeah so i i'm more with you steve i'm more kind of geographically you know uh the the fjords of norway yeah. would be somewhere i'd fucking love to go just because it looks serene and quiet and peaceful and the the juxtaposition of like lakes and mountains yeah just looks amazing to me um Definitely. this transportation of a childhood where going to a place where i knew every like branch and where every nettle was and you know like yeah being in a place that's familiar but then also this sort of weird mysterious like spiritual feeling place that could be a church, could be a hotel, could be just a, know, a more, you know, like going into like a morgue or something or like a, yeah. a crypt. Yeah. And there's just this weird vibe and this weird atmosphere. It's just, I don't know. It just makes you, just gives you a bit of perspective. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I like that. It's a good shout. Oh, I feel like we're running super, super long with all of this <laughs> as well. Um, I'll, I'll try and keep a slightly tighter answer because I don't have, a specific location on the planet. Um, I spent enough time last recording talking about the brilliance that was standing inside the Pantheon. I, mm-hmm. I would love to be able to say something like realistically, you can't say uh, like under the Oculus during a <laughs> snowy Italian winter with nobody else in the building. Yeah. Like that sounds amazing, but um geographically it's it's the surroundings i mean i'm kind of agreeing with you guys i i tend to like the woods and running water i i really need to have access to some type of running water whether it's a small brook or not necessarily even a lake like like laura's little river stream that she had running by the shop is nice maybe something with a little bit more motion a little bit of a two-level effect a a foot deeper maybe (laughs) yeah Yeah. a foot deeper with less rocks so i don't bump my head um, I, I have images of areas that I've traveled around the world and what, what tends to always grab me is like Alice said, just quiet serenity things, things where, or areas that you can really exist in and feel very alone. Yeah. Um, but, but in a very like spiritual sense connected, right? Like, you are very small and insignificant and this forest surrounding you is old and mighty and has been through the shit Mm. and just being able to sit down with like a little Creek running through and you can hear the water and some of the animals and, and just the, the noises of a very quiet forest. That's kind of a weird way of saying it. The, The sound of a quiet forest is something that I find extremely cathartic. Yeah. And the idea of having like a cabin in the woods isn't necessarily, you know, I, I don't think it's realistic. I've, I've had those thoughts go through my head of like, oh, I wonder if I could find a place that is 
in or surrounded by a lot of woods, but also not more than an hour away from a relatively large place to go get supplies while also having internet access. <laughs> like <laughs> there are a few give and takes with, with my thoughts of, of what the, the end result to whatever work I've put in in my life. Like, where would I end up? Where would I live out the rest of my days? I think it's honestly just like peaceful, quiet. I don't care if it's a big town that just so happens to be like laid back and quiet. Yeah. I don't mind living on the outskirts of something like that. I've heard great things about the Pacific Northwest, like uh, Seattle surrounding Portland surrounding, you know, just, the idea that you'd have these giant redwoods growing around you or have access to these beautiful forested areas and then the ocean is not very far away from there. Yeah. I, I really I, like I really like the balance of water and tree like large trees. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. I think if I had to take a page out of Al's book, my childhood affinity for the very first Zelda game and then the story behind it, where it was like, it was all about Miyamoto going on his adventures as a child and finding the dungeons and the forest and the water and the temple and the thing. Um, there is a part of me that like deep in my soul, it's like, if I could surround myself somehow with the with the four elemental dungeons of like earth, fire, <laughs> wind, and water, that I would just be the happiest of campers. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up with the with the games, Brett, because the entire time you were talking, I was saying like that just makes me think of every video game I play. I basically do what I would do in real life, which is go as far away as possible and try and find like the tree, the highest tree to climb, or you know. The, the tallest tower in the city to jump off yes. or yeah. like which corner of the realm in shadow of the Colossus. Can I just go away oh. and get away from everyone yeah. and shine a light? And you know, like, so even in virtual scenarios, it's the same attitude. It's the same like desire to be, you know, um, is it uh, Assassin's Creed three where you're the, you're the native American kid just hunting in the forest. And it's like, so. you, the first thing I did, I was like, right, how far away can I go? What's what's <laughs> the most remote, like, where's the cave I can find? You know, Goldeneye, where's the tower I can just go up and hide in with a sniper rifle yeah. and, like, be far away from possible <laughs> from everyone? Um, and it'd be, like, cold and made of rock and, like, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I, I, had this, I had this weird, uh, I don't know if you would call it an idiosyncrasy at all, but I had a habit of when I was playing ocarina of time if anybody's played that game lake hillia <laughs> is just quiet and away yeah, yeah. out by itself i've spent and so many hours there <laughs> i used to just go every single time i would save my game i would i would play yeah. the was it serenade of water or whatever that puts you out on the island with the tree yeah i would play that like i'd play the game and they'd be like right time to shut it off i'd play that go to the tree and then just save my game there so that the next time i started it i started in the middle of the lake it's like i probably never told anybody that in my entire life because <laughs> it just popped into my head that like holy shit i did that for every single time i saved that game after i found lake hilly it was like i want to start and finish every gaming session here yeah yeah no i think that's a great shout um <laughs> what a weird is. kid <laughs> But the thing is, I, I I quite like the fact that um, you both touched on like you saying about the Pacific Northwest, and I was saying about 
the 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 thing in uh, Scotland where the the reception room itself was cold. Like, because for me, one of the, one of the things that I like, if I was going to be somewhere, I'd really want it to be somewhere that had proper weather. So it mm. it was cold, it rained, it snowed. Like I I love the idea of being somewhere nice and warm for a couple months a year, but I just I I hate the idea of of being somewhere where it's just hot all <laughs> the time. I just I hot I need balls. Yeah, I need weather. I need uh I need um I need rain. Like I need I need that cold and I don't I don't like it too hot anyway. But um yeah, should we go on to the Some like it hot. Eleanor. <laughs> yes. Brett, have you had time to marinate in Eleanor? In Why your, do I have to start every time? Your brain broth. Why have it, I started? I'll tell you what, I, I'll, I'll go into it because mine kind of segues from the last one anyway. It right. does so, it. Uh, so my Eleanor, like we were talking about like being somewhere where you've got nice um, big forests uh, and one of the themes as well was running water. And, uh, and I know Brett said, obviously, that... Uh, like having a, a cabin in the woods wouldn't be the uh, wouldn't be realistic, but my my Eleanor is very much being somewhere, having a building somewhere with a big river going through. I say big river, like a a decent sized river going uh, like running along next door to it, and having a big fuck off water wheel. Um, nice and yeah, like I I could easily say steam engine or something like that as well, but I think realistically, yeah, like. A water wheel, and then if I can use that to to power my life, then I hundred percent would. Um, so yeah, water wheel is definitely where I want to be. Nice, Al. I was just playing chicken with Brett. See if he. Was... <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Like, you were me. You were me. It was the fact that he was lent so far back. I was like, He's I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Go, go on. Um, until very recently. My Eleanor was butchering a, a whole animal. It's always something I wanted to do. Um, and it was, I know basic butchery. So like, you know, jointing various animals, I can work my way around the muscles and the tendons and stuff and the joints. But it being a whole thing was like a little bit intimidating, a little bit daunting, much more of a learning exercise, like manhandling of like a 60 pound carcass. Yeah. Um was, you know, like hard work in itself. Um, but just yeah, g- going through it, you know, keeping the knife sharp. That was a great thing. But I've done that now, so it's no longer my uh, Eleanor. Um so I've got two things. One is a Mark One golf convertible. Nice. Totally shit, fucked. Like and I've yeah, got to yeah, restore yeah. the whole thing. So like strip yeah. down the engine block, everything, body work, even like upholstery, just do it all. Yeah, uh, hood, everything, um, or like an abandoned, crumbled, like rundown old like castle. Yeah, that needs. It doesn't have to be big. I just say castle because I mean, like, it has to have a turret. Yeah, yeah, and be made of stone. Like, it doesn't. I yeah. don't want the grandeur of it. I just want the the shapes. Yeah. Um, but to just like restore it, you know, everything like beams, rebuild it all. So it's got like it's got like the stone exoskeleton. Yeah, but I've got to basically make it relivable again. You know, fireplace, 
everything like that. Yeah, so it's like it's like you know when he gets Eleanor and gone in sixty seconds, and it's like rusty and fucked and like doesn't even look like a car. Yeah, like there's nothing yeah. left of it. But the point is, it's like it's like triggers broom. It's the it's the spirit of what it is yeah. is all you yeah. need. Because that's the thing is, like, if I was to get this uh, building with a with a water wheel, I wouldn't want a newly refurbished one. I'd want no. one that I you want to you want to re fucking forge the axle and you want to yeah make yeah 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 hundred yeah, percent. Okay, nice. But uh, yeah, go on, then, Brett. Uh, I'll, I'm going to do the two level effect nice. as well because there there is something very specific, like a tangible item that I remember seeing in uh, art school during university. And it was a, uh, the Charles and Ray Eames leather and bent plywood chair and ottoman. I, I remember just like the shapes and the materials and everything speaking to me and the story of how they did it and the steam bent plywood and all of this. I don't know something about that, chair and ottoman i am not one for furniture as you guys know <laughs> um and it's it's an extremely opulent so do you, do you mean like a, an original one like yes an i'm talking one. like the ones that cost like 12 grand yeah. so like a, i mean like a, an actual eames one so not a reproduction and yes because the reproductions honestly i've sat in both yeah i had a i had a uh, one of my art teachers actually had an eames chair and it was beat to fuck and yeah. it was still the most comfortable chair i've yeah. ever sat in um, his cats, he used to let his cats like scratch the leather and say he didn't give a shit. Um, because he got it, he got it when it was original and he was making good money back when, yeah. when he bought it. And he was just like, honestly, dude, it's like, I didn't even think about it. Now I'm mad that I let it get <laughs> to such bad, but it's still super comfortable. There's just these ergonomics to it and the lines and all of this. It's just, it's just cool. And I remember seeing it during art school and going, right. One of these days. I want to own one of those. And we, at my last job, we were above the Herman Miller store, um, which sells all the Eames stuff. Yeah. And so, like, I went down there a couple of times and they were these brand new, you know, they were like $8,000 or something for a chair. And it's like, n- at, at no point in my life have I ever been able to even think about spending eight grand on anything, let alone a chair. It is ridiculous to think that that a fucking chair costs that much. And if you want an original one, they're <laughs> extremely hard to find, right? So this has just always been the thing that like an Eames chair. If I was yeah. ever able to actually get an Eames chair, it would mean that one, I I found it in a trash can and then, like salvaged it and yeah. somehow put it back together and got to put my own little like spin on, you know, fixing it back up. That would be really, really cool. But everybody knows what they're looking for, so you can't even find them when they're in garbage dumps. Yeah. Um, and, you know, or do you make it to the point where you're like, holy shit, I told myself I would get one of these if I could afford one. And maybe I can? That would mean I would just be doing so financially well that something went right in my life. Yeah. But I don't like to think about money in that capacity. The chair was more of just that it was the object. It wasn't a question of the price something about it spoke to me it was like fuck yeah. i want one of those chairs because it's like no one's got one and they're hard yeah. to find and they're beautiful and everything well, that's about point. it that's that's what an ellen is yes yeah they the the 
less realistic, not that a $12,000 chair is any more realistic <laughs> than this, but honestly, being at the helm of a ship, and I say that loosely because of all of our discussions with the fucking Firefly stuff and how much that show meant to a lot of us and how it became like a little connector between all of us. Between a fucking tall ship with tons of coker canvas sails hmm. and being at the helm and and legitimately just like standing and steering a giant ship. Yeah. Wouldn't matter if it's mine. That's an experience I don't know that I'll ever be able to have. But like even if it was a fucking serenity and just being like, right, I'm I'm in a ship and I'm 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 running this goddamn thing and I know how to steer it. Yeah. That singular experience of of a ship being at the helm of something large that would otherwise never be mine and just going, right, I want to take a right turn. Whoosh. Yeah. That moment seems like it would be really important. I, I will say that the pirate ship being on the open ocean, having the wind take the sails and being at the helm would, would probably be like an Eleanor level experience. Yeah. I I was really really lucky when I was um when I was younger I I I was given a chance to go on like a it's the tall ships youth trust or something like that but basically it's um they've got two uh tall ships um with big fuck off masts and all that and uh and we got to to sail across the channel and back in them and it was fucking amazing um and we all took it in turns to you know climb the full height of the rigging we all got a chance to to steer the ship and everything else and and like i everyone wanted to do it on like a really nice clean sunny day and all this and i no I could, no yeah, i i think i got the best shift of the entire lot because i was sat there in the pissing rain at like three in the morning freezing my ass off and it was like this is the fucking best this is brilliant i can't see shit Dude, that's i'm loving it it's that's what i'm saying like yeah. al's al's adherence to the the childhood memories coming back or, or something childlike yeah. in the experience think about yes it's one thing to be like driving the ship it's another thing entirely to think if you have that if that ship is yours yeah and you know how all the rigging works and you got to climb around on it it's a giant jungle gym <laughs> and play place yeah. You get to steer around and travel and then like go below deck and have a sleep and then come yeah. up above and steer it around and then point it towards the sun and just be like, <laughs> fuck you. I'm going that way. Yeah. That it was, it's fucking incredible, man. I, um, I truly hope that you get to do it because it's one of these days. We'll great. see. In fact, I'll have that Eleanor experience. In fact, I would go so far to say as it was fucking spiffing. Okay, cool. So, Al, you're going to go first this week? Yes, I am going to spiff um, an electronics channel. Uh, it's been a it's been a while since we've we've gone down that avenue, but I came across someone who, um, and to quote the top uh, comment on his latest YouTube video, you're like the nerdy cousin of the guy from Primitive Technology. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he basically he, he, I've, I've not watched much of his stuff but I've watched one video where basically he makes his own graphics card 
with nice. electronics components. So he basically works out Good every God. every channel of like VGA and works out basically how to scan every line and what Holy he needs fuck. to. Yeah, it's fucking Who's, genius. And it was, it was it's called Ben Eater. So E A T E R. Um, and it was a two-parter, and I, I kind of was really pissed off because he he didn't say that it was a two-parter, and it just got halfway through and like in the next episode we'll make the graphics card. I was like, you wanker! <laughs> um, but it's really good, and the second the second part's just come out, uh, I think yesterday maybe. Um, so I'm going to watch that and thoroughly enjoy it. But yeah, it's it's quite simple. Like you don't really need to know much about electronics. Yeah. Um, he he explains it really well. Um, it's really accessible. But yeah. It's, Great, check it out. World's worst video card. Yeah, the exciting conclusion. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I definitely need to watch this channel. That looks fucking amazing. Nice. Good choice. Uh, I'm next, aren't I? Am I? Yes, I'm Yep. Uh, I am going to go with a guy called Aaron Scott, who is the chainsaw sculptor. Um, Basically makes sculptures out of, with using a chainsaw uh, out of wood. Um, I got to meet uh, Aaron and his partner, I think, uh, at uh, the Black Deer Festival the other day. Um, I was already following his partner, which is how we got talking. Um, but uh, yeah, since then I've been following his work and it's, it's really nice because whenever someone says chainsaw sculptor, I always think of carving kind of shitty looking owls and selling them at the side of the road. Um, oh, but... no, I always go to like those like totems of like uh, lumberjacks. Oh uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> outside motels. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, Aaron does, uh, he does quite a lot of um, like figures and, uh, and other things like that. Um, as well as obviously doing like animals and birds and, and things but uh they were at uh woodfest um this week this weekend just gone and uh and he did uh like a it almost looks like um a figurehead on a ship hmm. um and yeah it's just a it's a fucking beautiful sculpture and the fact that he's done it with a chainsaw is actually quite impressive so uh so yeah uh, i'm i'm going to spiff him um and everyone should go give him a, a follow and a like and all that nice stuff. Uh, cool. So yeah, Brett. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go with a blanksmith. Shut up, Al. Um, <clears throat> he's even a knife maker, which I'm. I'm not super crazy into uh, knives and. Like myself, I, I I appreciate knives. I appreciate that people are getting into knife making and I'm seeing a lot of it. But uh, like we talked about at the very beginning of this episode, sitting down and wanting to have a chat with somebody. Uh, I recently listened to the episode of Knife Talk with this man on it. And his story is brilliant. And he just seems like a really fantastic person. He's He's gigantic on the Instagrams anyways. His name is Neil... Kamimura, Kamimura. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's a blacksmith in Hawaii, and uh, comes from a line of smiths, and has a really, really beautiful story about 
his heritage and his grandfather being a sugarcane knife maker and all of this. Stuff. I don't know. He's, he's just got an awesome story and deals with a lot of personal issues openly and is very chatty and supportive with a lot of people uh, in the community. And, and I guess with blacksmithing specifically, because that's who he kind of hangs out with a lot more nowadays, but Interesting guy makes absolutely beautiful work. If you do like knives or blade work, he's definitely somebody that you probably already follow. And if you don't, you should. Yeah. Um, um, a brilliant can... bloke and has the best hair in, in black. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause wasn't he uh, one of the fortune fire guys like on one of the original. Series uh, well? Yeah. I actually, it's one of like the two episodes that I've watched and, if you've watched any episodes of that show and you know how like overly produced and TV esque <laughs> it is, it's hilarious because his intro where they're like, all right, tell us who you are or whatever. And it just like shows him on screen. He's like, my name's Neil. I just, I'm going to try and do my best. Yeah. And like, that's it. That's all he leaves it with. And he fucking wins because yeah. he's just not pretentious and is awesome. So. He seems like a good guy. I'd like to meet him one of these days. We'll see if that happens. Maybe Jeff Fader can line that up for me. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, he does make some really nice stuff. Uh, cool. I think that is it. Have we got any other business? I think we've clearly covered all business. Two and a half hours. It's two hour podcast. <laughs> Uh, cool. Uh, to be, I, I I really don't give a fuck though. It, it was a really good episode. Uh, and if you didn't like it, fuck you. Uh, if you want to get hold of us, you can find us in all the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metaworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade Thirteen, and you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Lamb Shack. <laughs> Lamb. And if you want to find us as a group, you can search for FWT Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Fools with Tools Podcast and Fools with Tools. So it's a group. Uh, and yeah, that's that's kind of it. So we love you. We'll see you next week. And goodbye. Bye. We've been, we've been great. You've been mediocre. 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 Meaty. Like a, like a yellow meat.